You're listening to episode 47 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I'm Sean Brown, and on today's episode, we have the one and only Audrey Woolard. I am so excited to get this episode into your guys' hands where we just absolutely knock the conversation out of the park. Audrey is a wealth of knowledge, and I am so thrilled to have had her on the episode and get to interview her because we learned so much from her on this episode in terms of marketing and branding and so many other things that go into running a business and just the path that everyone's business ends up in. So Audrey is known for her kids and teens and tweens brand, Kids and the City. She's located in Chicago, Illinois, but you may have found her on a stage near you because she's also the ambassador uh, for Nikon, a Nikon ambassador. She's also on the Pro Photo speaking track, and she has been at the Senior Style Guide Push Conference. So between a few of those, you guys probably have seen her or at least heard her speak one time. And I am so excited to dive in here uh, with Audrey. Before we get started, if you haven't had a chance to leave a review on iTunes, make sure to do that. We are going through reading all of the reviews and just so thankful for each and every one of you guys who has listened to the show and, and taken the time to leave a review. But those reviews are so helpful for us because they allow us to make sure that we're actually putting out the content that you want to see. So we're going to be sharing some of those reviews. So if you haven't had a chance to do that, make sure to do that. And we're so excited to have Audrey on here today. Um, Before we get started, hit the subscribe button too. Super, super excited and thankful for each and every one of you who listen each week. But we have been putting out some bonus episodes that don't hit YouTube. So if you're listening to the podcast, make sure that you check out those bonus episodes too. But without keeping you guys much longer. Let's get into episode 47 with Audrey. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I'm Sean Brown and on today you've we've got a guest that you absolutely have heard of. We've got Audrey Woolard, Kids in the City. Um, super, super pumped for this episode. She is a wealth of knowledge and someone that has spoken not only on the push conference stage for Senior Style Guide, but also, um, you know, a little brand called Nikon and Profoto that you may have heard of too. So she's kind of a big deal. And she is a phenomenal kids, teen, tween portrait photographer based in Chicago, Illinois, whose work is really geared toward, you know, you shoot with a lot of natural light, but you do it in a way that looks so stylized and cool and interesting. Um, and, you know, she also shoots with strobes and all that stuff too, but hence the pro photo. But she's just a wealth of knowledge, so super excited to dive into today's episode with with Audrey. So welcome to Real Talk, Audrey. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. We're, you've been a guest that we've been meaning to have on for a while, and finally the stars aligned we're both um, at the time of filming this episode in quarantine, so we didn't really have an excuse not to do this. And, but first, tell people a little bit about yourself, how you got started, just a little bit of your backstory if people haven't heard of you. Um, I have been a professional full-time photographer for longer than I care to admit, um, but it's been 17 years. Started with photographing my, my kids. 
Um, really from there, uh, I found myself, it, it grew and grew, but then I found that I was spending more time away from home rather than at home. And I didn't feel I was getting paid the way I wanted to be paid. So when I, and that was after probably about a year. So after I did that, I really kicked it into full-time, you know, gear, put an entire marketing plan and literally it went from zero to 60. And that's how I started. And it just kind of grew from there. And I know that sounds really cliche, but that's how I started. Well, I think you're like everyone's story where we have this idea that we want to be a photographer. And then we also realize that, oh, we actually have to run this as a business. And so you you mentioned the marketing plan in place. You mentioned kicking it into zero, zero to 60. So what did that look like in the beginning? And, you know, (laughs) you go from someone who's just taken photos, basically, like we all do, Mm -hmm. to someone who is now speaking on the Nikon stage. Well, I, you know, I think for me, the way I like to talk about marketing is that I think it all should work with your personality. I think that we, you know, this, Sean, it's a thousand ways that you can market and be, you know, very successful at it. So the way I decided to do it was a lot, it was very much business to business. I was a shopper. (laughs) What I used to do, I used to do a lot of shopping and I used to take my kids. I used, I have three that are a year apart. So I used to put two in the double stroller put one on like the little baby Bjorn thing. And I started to like really look at, you know, businesses that were in the areas that I wanted to market to. Because my main thought was if they thought I was, you know, worthy to promote, then their clients would too. It legitimizes me is the way I really looked at it. So I really, you know, when I say I researched businesses, I mean like, you know, not not so much the, H&M, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Not the chains. More like the boutiques, I, the small mom and pop shops. Yeah, Exactly. That catered to the audience that I wanted to photograph. So it wasn't so much I wanted to work in that area. I looked at that, I looked at that, looked at that as the main artery. So who drove in? And that's very much a Chicago thing where we all drive like into the city. So who did they service? And I found a couple businesses, approached them and told them what I could do for them made I became friends and if they started to say hey you really need to go see Audrey then that kind of took 80% of what I really needed to do in terms of that marketing so that's really what I did I'm very much a a like a feel-good marketer if that makes any that's probably not the right word but <laughs> if that makes any sense yeah. But yeah that's what I did so from what it sounds like you almost went like old school influencer marketing in a way where you take these businesses that are influencers in the community and form those connections that then stem into client relationships for yourself. Because there was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. I mean, I'm really dating myself, but, um, but there was none of that. So yeah, it was very much an influencer type, you know, deal that, You know, you go in there and then you work with them and you become their spokesperson. Same thing. Yeah. So let's touch on, uh, touch on one thing that you mentioned, which is if you weren't listening carefully, a subtlety of how you said it. And you said you approach them with what you could do for them. Yes. What I could do for them. Because I know like sometimes we, we, when we look at that type of marketing, we always 
think about, well, what would the business get? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, I mean, I guess it's the same thought process, but it's a little flipped. So it was really what I can do for them. What, what will I be able to bring to the table that would bring value? What can I do to drive business to your, you know, your establishment? And I knew all the time was all I need is a client list. I can take it from there. Literally. I just want the client list. And that's all that I cared about. I didn't care about making money because I was going to make money on the back end once I got my hands on that client list, if that makes any sense. Yeah. When I think you had the right approach, whereas a lot of people, when they say, I'm struggling to get into a, you know, a certain boutique to work with or a prom dress shop or whatever it might be, a lot of times the approach is, here's what you can do for my business and much less about what you as the photographer might be able to bring to that business. And even when you're starting, just starting out, you are still thinking in that mindset of what can I give to this business to ultimately cultivate that client relationship? Exactly. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I already knew what my goal was. I knew what I could get. I sometimes find photographers that I work with, they look at it, you know, well, what can I get? How much should I charge them? How much money am I going to make? And I'm like, no, this is marketing. You already know what you want is more clients. That's what you want. You want to get your name out there. You want to bring brand loyalty, brand recognition, whatever you want to call it. That's your goal. You already know that. There's nothing more that you need to really think about. From there, look at your business and say, hey, what could you bring to the table to them? Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Absolutely. We were talking a little bit beforehand about how the Kids in the City name started. <laughs> how, how did you get the name Kids in the City? <laughs> Audrey Woolard. And then all of a sudden your business is Kids in the City. People are calling you up. Tell that story. So um, for years, I was Audrey Wheeler Photography. That was kind of the way that we did it in early 2000s. Um, and I was fine with it. Obviously, it worked. But when Instagram started getting big and my clients started growing up, they, after a session, they said, hey, can you post it on Instagram? And at the time, I only had like a personal Instagram page. And, you know, I already had my brand recognition within the area. So I didn't really move past that. So on my personal page, I had like pictures of shoes, wine, just all types of inappropriate stuff. So when I was posting pictures of these kids, more kids were coming to my page, which was private. So I'm like, this is like, I don't want to, you know, at that age, you can't like not accept them because that's an entirely different animal that you want to deal with. So I was watching Sex and the City and I'm like, I got to get a new, at the same time, I'm like, I got to get a new page. I'm editing. And I'm like, oh, I take pictures of kids in the city, <gasps> kids and the city. And literally the rest from that is history because kids were telling their parents these tweens, hey, you got to call kids in the city. So they were calling my business. And if I didn't pick up, it said, you reached Audrey Wheeler Photography. I was getting so many hangups. They thought they had the wrong number. And then they tend to dismiss their kids. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. Only the persistent kids got their parents to explore. And they said, hey, I'm looking for kids in the city, but is this the right number? And I'm like, oh, okay. So I decided to do a complete rebrand and call it Kids in the City. The funny thing is, though, I'm not getting the younger kids anymore because they're, they're, they're not able to, like, put the two together. So it's like a whole mess. But it's, it works now. I, I just kind of gave up little kids. 
So are you still Audrey Ward Ward Photography or did you just like completely let that go? No, because that's like the whole brand, the whole corporation. And so then under there, I have doing business as. So doing business as kids in the city. That would have been too much of an IA. I was about to say, that's like a bold change right there. Yeah, so I keep that part. Well, I have like an entire name and then doing business as under that. But in terms of social media and all of that, I it's kids in the city. Now like, now, like on Facebook, I do have kids and the city slash Audrey Willard so that people would know like the difference. So. Yeah, they can find you if they're, you know, just searching by your name on Facebook. and that's Exactly. That's yeah. so interesting. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey into your pro photo kind of an oh, icon gosh. speaking life. Cause there are a lot of people that are like, how does that happen? Like, that's just such a cool thing. Like how did that happen? Um, so I wish I had an answer. <laughs> um, I, all right, to just, to, I, I know I want to give like a complete answer. Um, so pro photo that came from a friend, a colleague at the time who was shooting with pro photo. And they said, hey, you really should try it. And I, you know, I was, I'm pretty good at natural light. So it, it took a lot of convincing. And I'm like, um, no, mm-mm, not going to do it. But I really respected this person and for what they did. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. And so from there, I tried it. And then they introduced me to the people of Profoto. Um, I think, and then from there, it just kind of grew. Why they decided to give something to me, I really don't know. <laughs> but um, I, I'm very thankful for it. But we did do like a little commercial for like one of their new products in Barcelona a couple years ago. So, I, you know, it kind of grew from there. I think if I wanted to give like an actual answer, like you said, people who want to know things like that, um, they do look at like what you do within the industry for other photographers. So yeah. that is, you know, a huge aspect of it and I do have an educational platform and a Facebook group and all of that so you know that for them they have to market you know as well it's still a business um Nikon is a little different um I do they do look at you know what you bring into the table in terms of educating other photographers um but I don't how do they find my they, they have these things called the MPS mm-hmm. um you know yeah, Nikon Professional Services. Yeah, so my yeah. rep in, had m- mentioned me to the marketing people. And so basically, they'll give you like a chance. And if you screw up, then you're gone. But if you don't <laughs> screw up, they keep you around. No pressure, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you see some of my speeches, you can see like the difference. I'm like, I'm Audrey Woolard. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. I mean, like you said, um, to really give a condensed, condensed answer, it's about who you know. Yeah. But that's really. When I think that speaks to even just applying this to more of a client relationship thing. Once again, you know, as photographers, a lot of what it is and how we generate leads sometimes comes from, you know, who we know. Yeah. Who we photographed before. Who's spreading the word for us. How much are you putting yourself out there? Um, How much of it is very genuine? Um, Is I think, in this influencer age, and this is just me kind of speaking as, you know, an older photographer now, (laughs) 
Um, but I just, you know, I see a lot of things that might not be that genuine. And I think it's very easy to see, especially in this age, because I find this generation of photographers are very smart. Not that we weren't, but we didn't have that every day in your face. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was about to say, there was a lot less out there when you were starting oh, than it is today, where you can go to Google, you can go to a Facebook group and find what you need. None of that existed. Like, none of it existed. When I tell you how different it is, the reason, too, you have a lot of probably a different topic, but why you have a lot of drop-off is because it was hard for us to switch and innovate into that new social media, you know, aspect. I still remember, I did a, it was this big, we had this big, huge, like, conference thing that I was doing with three other photographers, and they were all, and this one, Facebook first opened up to the public, right? Well, not first opened up, but it was around when it got, you know, yeah. like, 06. And they're all like, well, you gotta get a Facebook account. Me, because I'm so defiant, I'm like, nope, not doing it. I'm not getting one. I was like one of the last photographers at my, you know, level who got like a complete face. I'm talking like a personal Facebook page. I like avoided it. So I think, you know, just even just circling back when you're looking, you know, clients, working with brands, working with photographer brands, I think the best advice I can give is to just be yourself. And that which that transcends through anything that you do. I just think people can kind of sniff it out if we if we're making a personality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. That's my thought. What do you think it is that separates someone being genuine from someone uh, I guess the opposite of genuine is just faking it and Um, I think it's hard to be I think a genuine person Oh, this sounds mean. Um, I think being this is real talk. Like this is, you know, we're getting into it today. So I think, like genuine marketing. Let's say that it will show itself in everything you do. I mean, how you speak, what you show. Um, you know, it's it transcends. It's 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 it, it goes across all boundaries. When someone is not very genuine, it seems very surface level. You don't see anything underneath it. So like, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get with you young people and, and really be more like, I hate like doing lives and all of that. You know what I mean? And it's more because it just wasn't something that I did. Do you know what I mean? But when people meet me, they're like, Oh yeah, Audrey's blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it, it, if if you're very surface level, you it, it you you're not going to be able to like, what's the word I want to say? You're not going to be able to like let your hair down. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if someone's always like this, you can see it, and they're always on. But you want to kind of catch someone when they're like this. Are they the same? Are they not the same? That's kind of how you can tell. It's I'm, I don't know. I know I probably I'm rambling, Sean. No. I do that. <laughs> well, and I think for the photographers listening, when they when they hear something like that, they need to understand that your clients want someone when they're, you know, kind of sitting back in the chair at the end of the day. They want that photographer. And if you're trying to put up, you know, I guess like a facade or something like that that is not who you are, 
your clients are going to see right through that. And they're exactly. not going to want you as that photographer. Exactly. And it's, and I, I, I try to teach that th there's no wrong way to be yourself. There's really no wrong way, but just make sure you can be yourself 100% of the time. So like with me, some of the things that I do that a lot of people are shocked about is like, I've never had some, I've never had someone answer my phone. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've never had an assistant answer my phone. I've never had an assistant make appointments. I've never had that because it's so, it's totally my personality to be first hands-on across the board. Like I, I don't want people to think I'm untouchable. So that's my personality. And I, I don't, I just, it transcends over every single thing that I do. I'm, you know, now I might fail at that sometimes when I get really, really busy, but because I've kind of made that, I guess, um, I've kept my own persona. I get a lot of, you know, people forgive it. You know, hey, I called you two days ago. Not that I do this all the time, but hey, I <laughs> called you two days ago. Um, what's going on? They kind of know that I really like to be very hands-on. So therefore, I'll get a little bit of a pass. I'm not proud of that pass. <laughs> but, I, you know, that. So I guess that leads me to the next question, which is how do you balance wanting to be hands-on, wanting to be the face of your business with needing to do things that ultimately streamline the process a little bit? Like, you know, having someone that answers email or sending out, um, you know, I'm not sure if you do your own editing still, but, you know, even outsourcing editing, that sort of thing. I'm so, when I tell you, I will not let, and I've had companies approach me about this with editing. I'm like, absolutely not. That's like, that is like part of my brand that I don't trust anybody else to do it. So no, I will still do it. So I've done this because I've had, my, my, my kids are all, you know, big. I've got a 2020 graduate this year. Um, but because I've had little kids and I had to run my business with little kids at home, um, I have a schedule and I prioritize. I prioritize unapologetically. So I've got my list. And as much as I want to probably get to number 10 on my list, if it does not meet the priority, it just has to fall down by the wayside. And I have to be okay with that. Um, and then hope and pray that my brand holds me together. And it, and it does because that's, you know, who I am. But, um, but yeah, I have days that I do things. So I have my shooting days. I have the days that I will edit. And, and if, you know, if this is editing day, I know that um, I'm going to be up, you know, at night. Mm -hmm. um, I won't shoot and then come back home and then look at the pictures on the internet, I mean, on the online and edit one or two. Nope, it has to go in priority. So I have, and then I've got, I've got goof off days. So I have a goof off day where I can just like, you know, Hey, You're not working seven days a week. Hell no. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I swear, sorry, <laughs> but I'm, I'm very much, um, about work-life balance. And I guess, you know, it, I have to like make, I have a list of priority. That's it. That's really the answer. Yeah. What's your key to having a good work-life balance? Um, prior, you have, what's important to, 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 to someone else might not be important to me. And I have to have my level of, you know, what I consider to be important. No one else can tell me what they think is important. I know what it is. So for example, you know, my family has always been 
the most important thing. Anything that I do surrounds them. I will turn down something because of my kids in a heartbeat. And trust me, I've had people tell me, why are you saying no to this? Your kids are 18. And I'm like, I'm not missing graduation. I'm not missing that. Bas I would not miss a basketball game. Never. I would tell you this story too, just to show you how deep I am with this. My now 19 year old, he's a freshman in college, but last year he was a senior. So you had senior night, you had all of those things, right? We were, cause my husband works in the business. So we're together. Um, we were in Barcelona to film that pro photo thing. So I had to do, I did, and this was an entire month. So I had to be in Sweden one week. And then we had, and it was like a couple days in between, like three, four days. And then we had to fly out to Barcelona. What, there was a basketball game. We left Sweden, flew all the way back to Chicago just to see that basketball game. We walked in at like third, no, halftime. We walked in at halftime and had to fly out to Barcelona the next, the next day. And people thought I was crazy to do that. But it was really important to me, you know, to do, mm -hmm. you know, to do that. Even he had senior night. I still remember this and had to go to, had to teach at um, WPPI. And there was only one flight out to Vegas at 1030. And it was with the jankiest airline ever in the world. Like Sun Country or something like that. I was so bad. I mean, but I was like, we're, I told my husband, like, we got to take it because we're not missing. We can't miss senior night. So yeah, I, I'm, I, my key is whatever's important to you, you make it first, everything else will fall into place. Any opportunities that you might miss, if you're doing it from the heart, will always come back to you. And the, like I said, there were things that I didn't do when they were really young and people wonder, okay, well, you're still speaking on main stages. And I'm like, because it circled back to me, you know, it, it ended up circling back. I used to say no all the time. I was, I was even known for saying, don't ask Audrey, she's going to say no, but it comes back. Let's talk about the power of saying no and how it moves <laughs> your business forward or backwards. Yeah. Okay. The power of saying no gives, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, um, I think a lot of business owners struggle because they have lack of control. And that might be very harsh to say, but when, you, when you're able to say no, you're able to dictate exactly what you want. It, it clears the pathway to exactly what you want, be it, no, I'm not going to shoot the session at this time because whatever your reason is, you, whatever your reason is going to be. No, I'm not going to shoot the session in front of this water fountain because the light's going to be bad. And that's going to make me look bad. Do you see what I mean? It's like, it's, it's different. Power of saying no also can make you an authority to, you know, a client. If you say, nope, we're not going to do it this way, then they have to trust you a little bit. If they don't trust you, okay, fine. Keep it moving. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. my, it, yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, I think so. Cause I think a lot of photographers feel like they always have to say yes. They feel like they have to say yes to everything. And by saying yes, that is what is going to move them forward. And when in the opposite, well, yeah, it's true to an extent, but in the opposite, when you say no, it allows you to be a little bit more purposeful with your time and your path forward. And I also think it exactly, and it clears, I think it clears the air of what you want your business to be. 
Um, and, and, and I know you agree with this. I'm a fan of specializing. Um, I think it, it, you know, if you're able to say no to a lot, you know, a lot of things, you know, that authority of, you know, who you are in your business propels itself. So. What made you want to specialize? Because <laughs> I looked at a lot of things that I hated. <laughs> like, I, I, I cannot imagine photographing a wedding um, and giving up my weekends. And I, I, I don't. And, and I've second shot with some friends that, you know, if they came to Chicago and they say, hey, can you second shoot? And I'm like, oh. And these are like really good. Yeah, you're like, you don't want me to second shoot for <laughs> I mean, like some of these, you know, some of these, my friends, these are some good. Yeah. Oh no, for talking, I'm like, you want me to second shoot? Are you serious? I mean, can we put a baby right there or something? But um, they, I, I, we're at these ceremonies and they are some, one was at like 11 and didn't stop until like one in the morning. And I'm like, you guys are ridiculously insane. Eating lunch in the corner, I, I can't do that. So that's, weddings out of the way. Um, I used to shoot maternity. I quickly got rid of that, right? But I did that because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Um, got, quickly got rid of that. I was okay with, um, you know, little kids and families, but I also knew my, you know, as my family grew, so did my interests. Um, you know, getting on the floor and trying to make a baby laugh, just I, I couldn't do it anymore. So that's kind of how I started, like, etching everything out. So, you know, here I am. Yeah. And I think you just followed what you wanted to do. And I think so many photographers, you know, when I first started, it was like uh, probably like year one, year uh, probably maybe like year two. And I was like, you know what? I want to like just try out weddings. Like, let's just see what it is. And I found out that weddings was not the name of the game for me <laughs> very quickly. Um, yeah, I found that out very quickly. I second shot one wedding. I was like, you know what? It was a good experience, but it's just not for me. And I think for a lot of photographers, they, you know, that haven't maybe niche, niche, niche down or specialized yet. They think, you know, if I just do everything, I'm going to have so much more business because everyone's going to want me. And now I'm going to be shooting newborns and maternity and weddings and seniors and tweens and teens and all that stuff. When in reality, you're not speaking to anyone if you're trying to hit everyone. That is so true. Case in point, seniors. So I... I, I was photographing, I probably photographed more tweens than anyone. Like, the, that was my bread and butter. Um, now, tweens are now, like, the bulk of it, when I was, like, you know, the bulk, bulk, bulk of them are seniors. The bulk of them graduated this year. I, and ironically, I haven't been able to photograph anybody for their senior pictures because of the, you know, coronavirus. But, um, but with that said, now I'm really... Now that my kids are out of school, um, I'm really going to move like 100% into seniors, like kick that into full drive. Like I've always photographed them because you had to, mm -hmm. you, you know, but that wasn't, like you said, I wasn't speaking to that group. I just got that group. But now I'm like, you know what? The same way I spoke to tweens, I'm going to go ahead and speak to seniors that way. Well, I think there's a difference between 
getting, you know, a couple senior inquiries if you're not speaking to them versus being intentional with speaking to them. Exactly. The same reason, you know, I've gotten just this year alone, three or four wedding inquiries from past clients. And I was like, you know, I don't, sh- I would love to shoot your wedding. First of all, I want you to have good wedding photos. So you probably <laughs> photographer because I do care about you guys, yes. but you know, it, it happens to come. But I think that when you switch over, like you said, you know, you went from kids to tweens and you saw it explode. I think that was because you were intentional and purposeful with your message. Exactly. And I already know that I have to switch my message. Like I was going to do it last year, but I wasn't prepared to switch my message. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm very intentional with my marketing. And I, and it was, I, I was going to do it last year and you know, my kids are in high school and well, they were, I get one left. You know what I'm saying? When you got three in a row, you don't know where they are anymore. But like, you know, then, and they were really popular athletes. And so they were kind of like, well, mom, you know, are you going to photograph like my friends? (laughs) And I said, well, uh, I said, I don't know. I mean, do you like want me like not to? They said, you know, my 19 year old, he said then, he says, well, it'd be really cool if you didn't. (laughs) And I said, I said, okay, you know, I don't know. I said, I can, I can wait till you, you know, you go, you know, to college because I was, what I was going to do, because I do a lot of work in the city, like downtown, but I was going to target where I live because it was just easier. Do do you know what I mean? I know Mm -hmm. all of the schools because of my own kids. I just never marketed there. Like literally. And they kind of knew they're like, oh, she doesn't do it out here. But like, I was going to really like kick it in the full drive next year. Well, Yeah. I guess it's looking like next year. Yeah. Was there, is there something that's holding you back aside from the kids diving into, you know, fear of switching over and just anything holding you back? Um, yeah, the marketing. Cause I already know what, what I need to do. And that's just more work. Do you know, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like changing the message, changing everything. And I'm slowly doing it now because I'm getting, because all of these kids that I photographed, are all seniors. Mm-hmm. So I'm slowly doing it, but like really um, moving, moving forward, marketing the way I like to market that, that takes like work and intentional like work. So, you know, that's, that was it. I mean, like that literally was the only thing. When I think a lot of people listening, they, they know what they need to do. They don't necessarily want to do it or they fear that it's going to be more work. It's going to take more time. It's going to be more stress. Like there are a lot of, you know, emotions that accompany having to do a drastic switch like that. And I think there are a lot of photographers out there that know deep down they need to do it. Right. Like it doesn't, you know, especially now with, I, I always say clients have a million choices. I think today's photographer, um, they, they shoot way better than we did back in the day. Um, they just, the the amount of talent that's out there is just, it's a lot. And knowing that aspect of it, um, your marketing, well, obviously you got to take a picture. Great. But from that part, the marketing aspect has to be, you know, purposeful. That's the best way, you know, I'm trying to make sure I'm using my vocabulary words, right. But it, it has to be very purposeful. And, um, and knowing, like you said, it, 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 once you know what you're going to do, it's really not work. 
because it's coming. It's genuine. That's, it goes, you know what I mean? Back to what we were talking about earlier. It's genuine. You know what you need to do? Just do it. Yeah. Literally. One, and I think that that's so true. You, you just, like you said, just do it because there are a lot of photographers that they spend so much time trying to make sure that it's perfect. Because never... that, no, they, it, I think that tricks the mind at letting them think that they're doing something. The preparation of it all is, you know, you got to work. Well, but... it not only tricks the mind into feeling like they're doing something, it also tricks the mind and gives it an excuse because yes. there's no perfection. You... If you're seeking yeah. for perfection, it gives them the excuse of not putting it out there because you always are moving towards that idea of perfection. But yeah. it's kind of like, you know, the, the horse chasing the carrot in front of the mm-hmm. car. The horse yeah. is never going to ca- get the carrot because the carrot keeps moving. Keeps moving, yeah. Relative to the horse. And yeah. so people feel like they work, but they're really not doing what they need to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. So as we kind of get to the end of the episode, um, what are three things... You know, you let's say that your business all of a sudden, I guess kind of switching into seniors is almost like your business going to day one. You obviously have the tweens market kind of built in. But let's just say that you have your business, your Audrey Ward Photography, day one, Kids in the City, day one, and you only have, you know, three pieces of advice that you can then give to yourself to start your business. It can be anything. It can be marketing. It can be about brand. It can be about how to shoot anything but you only have three of those pieces of advice that you basically can take with you. Hmm. What do you tell yourself day one? That's a good question. Um, because this is, a, this is actually my reality <laughs> right now. So my first, and these aren't in any order, you know, um, my first would be to make sure my brand recognition is on point. Um, making sure that, that the brand recognition speaks what it needs to speak. You know, that is important to me. Um, And that can be your work. That can be, you know, whatever. I don't get too caught up in, you know, templates and things like that. You know, my stuff is like all gray and white. Like I spend no time on any of that, right? Like none, zero. But making sure that speaks, you know, when they see it, they know kids in the city. Like that has to be 100. Um, And because I'm going to start marketing more towards home, Um, I have to really make sure like when they see, oh, this is, you know, so that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is identify who I want to work with. Um, because I'm, I'm very big on, um, relationship marketing and you know, who are they going to talk to? Who are they going to talk? Do you know what I mean? I want all of that to be very, very cohesive. Mm -hmm. So I really need to, because they're going to do all my work. Do you know what I mean? Like once I lay that foundation, I wanted to take off like a thoroughbred. So really identify who it's, it has to go beyond. I want to photograph seniors has to go beyond that. That's just the niche, right? But who I want to service. And that's going to tell me exactly where I want to go, who I want to talk to, how I want to talk to them, how I'm going to approach them, you know, so on and so forth. Um, the third would be, and I don't have to spend too much time on this, but I still need to like revisit it. How do I want to sell? Um, and 
because it, it's a, it will be a little different than you know regular portraits and, and the tweens. Um, how do I want to sell? What's going to make it easy for me to reach my benchmark per client? Um, so to condense it all down, brand brand recognition, huge for sure, especially with social media. Um, identifying my actual client of you know who I want to work with, and making sure all of my pricing and the way I want it to be in place so that I can, hey, I know kids in the city, hey, this is a great client, hey, they paid me exactly what they wanted, what I wanted to make. So. Yeah, I love it. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, Instagram, um, kids and the city. Um, I have a uh, Facebook group that I'm, actively in it's mine it's aw teaches and um i'm not on like my facebook business page too much i just kind of post stuff there and kind of died I and mean, then we were like oh, all right we're having over to instagram yeah i'm like oh well, maybe i should upload something on facebook i mean like literally so don't post a question there but <laughs> but those would be the two you know places you can find me awesome um i always like to end on this one kind of bit and that is for everyone listening, you get to ans- ask a question for them to answer in the comments. Or they can, whether, if they're listening to the podcast, screenshot the podcast tag at Kins in the City, at Senior Style Guide, and at Sean Brown Productions with your answer. And it could be selfish, it can be a personal question, it could be a, a little bit of insight into the industry. Um, but it's just a question for you as, to ask everyone listening that they then answer for us. So I get to ask everyone else a question. Yeah. And it could be about anything? Anything. Life, favorite, ice cream flavor, whatever you want. Oh, that's too easy. Um, well, I'm not saying, I, yeah, that easy, but. I would ask, what is it about you and your business that makes you different? I love it. Perfect. Audrey, thank you so much for being on. I think that that was a fantastic episode right there. Tons of information and just a little bit of insight into your journey and how we all start in the same place. And it's ultimately what we make of our journey and our decisions along the way that leads us to where we are today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for for being on and for everyone still listening. We'll see you guys on the next episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. See you guys later. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit the subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. 
what that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us. And we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around. Thank you.